0: Welcome to Powered by Her, exploring the stories of how area women power their business.
1: Hear from the growing network of female entrepreneurs of the Upper Cumberland with your host, Tiffany Anton, director at The Biz Foundry. Powered by Her starts now.
0: Welcome back. You're listening to Powered by Her. I'm Tiffany Anton in the Hents & Oakley Podcast Center. Today, I have Sarah Olson on with me, uh, owner, founder, runner of all Pops and Gumdrops. So welcome, Sarah. Thank you. Tell me a little bit about
1: Pops and Gumdrops. What is it? What do you do? Sure. Pops and Gumdrops is just meant to be your local sweet shop. Um, We wanted to kind of offer a variety of uh, sweets and snack options that you couldn't otherwise find. Um, in Cookville or specifically in the downtown area. And we also wanted to stay open later in the evenings just to offer um, after dinner crowds. So, where are you located? We are located at 52 West Broad. We are right on the corner of Cedar and Broad on the west side.
0: All right. What was your motivation to be an entrepreneur? So, Okay, you have a passion
1: for sweets, but what? There's a lot more that goes into this business than. Oh, of course, of course. Well, I was actually raised in an entrepreneurial home. My uh, stepfather ran his own business. And so even at a young age, I was put to work in the office, whether it was putting binders together or even answering phones. Um, So even from an early age, I think I just um, had a lot of respect for small business owners and people that ran their own business. And and not only the responsibility and all the work that goes into it, but just kind of the reward and the freedom of it as well.
0: What did you do before you were an entrepreneur?
1: Um, I worked in the corporate world. I mean, 12 years, I have a 12 years of a background in office management, um, finance, you know, doing payroll, accounts payables, accounts receivables. So I have a really heavy background just in business management. Which I think helped in starting your own business because they a lot of people see the the back end of it, you know, what you produce, and they see the storefront, but they have no clue all the paperwork and you know just the, all the business kind of side of running your own business.
0: I, I think as an entrepreneur, you ha- you know your your passion, your trade, inside outside, but there's so much more to a business than just like you said, what you see from the front, right?
1: Oh, of course.
0: Um, why, why this particular business?
1: Well, I I can't even say that I've always had a passion for doing a sweet store. Um, but I am very passionate about, about historic downtowns. I love historic downtowns. We were raised in the Western suburbs of Chicago, which were all, you know, little villages founded in the early 1800s. We all have historic downtowns and growing up and raising my children in that community, you know, we had sweet shops, we had the village candy store, we had the littlest popcorn shop and we would, that was kind of Saturday traditions, like get on your bike, ride your bike to downtown and shop around and just kind of have this fun family activity. And when we moved here, my husband and I would walk the streets of, of the downtown. We would walk everywhere because that too was something that's pretty, pretty normal uh, in in the Western suburbs, well in Chicago, of course, but walking places so we would walk through the downtown and, you know, we would just talk and and kind of noticed we don't have something like that here. We don't have just this sweet, nostalgic um, place for people to gather and and have a treat. So you
0: were trying to fill a need more than the passion of I want to do this particular thing. You just kind of thought, I want to open a store. And what what might work, what might fit.
1: Right. Yeah. And we've evolved. I mean, when we first opened, it was, you know, really focusing on edible cookie dough, Southern soft ice, popcorn and candy, um, kind of mimicking a sweet shop, candy and popcorn. And we've evolved in the year that we've been open because I just I listen to my customers and what they're asking for.
0: What do you think your personal strengths are that led
1: you in this particular direction that you've gone Well, I think both the uh, just the financial understanding of kind of running the ins and outs of running a business, uh, being able to look at food cost and knowing what I need to make, you know, on each each item. Um, So I think some of just the business sense. But I am huge into customer service. I mean, I care very much about customer service and you know, we call ourselves the sweetest place in town and we don't just mean the treats. I mean, we mean when you come in there, it's a sweet environment. You know, we want you to feel cared about and important and valued. How do you, what, what instilled in you this desire to be sweet in life? I I think really just, I mean, watching my parents run a business. I mean, you get beat up, you know, people beat you up and they tear you down and And watching my dad always treat people with respect and regard and um, the customer is always right kind of mentality. Which is, I'm sure, tough sometimes to to do that
0: day in and day out.
1: I think in this experience, I think I have been very lucky. Um, Of course, I've had plenty of scenarios in my life where I have not dealt with the kindest people. But in this scenario... I, I don't have any, any any unhappy people coming into my store. Like they're coming in to get a treat and they're very happy to be there. So it's so easy to just kind of cultivate that atmosphere.
0: Yeah. Hi, I'm Tiffany. You're listening to Powered by Her in the Henson Oakley Podcast Center. And today my guest is Sarah Olson from Pops and Gumdrops. So tell me uh, about,
1: so when did you open the storefront? We opened December 9th, 2017.
0: So, just over a year ago,
1: yes, So
0: tell me what it was like before you opened the storefront. Tell me, um, what what was it like getting started?
1: Um, I was very excited. I was I was honed in and focused on getting started and uh, probably so focused on, you know, what the space looked like, the items we were gonna carry and probably didn't focus enough on the importance of advertising. You know, this isn't something that I, I wasn't a baker out of my home and then decided to start open a storefront after having a customer base. I mean, we opened this really kind of blind. Um, I didn't even do a whole lot of market research. I just felt really excited and I felt strong about it. And so we, we jumped in and took the risk would you
0: suggest as an entrepreneur that you don't do market research or do you think looking back maybe I should have done a little bit more or it's kind of worked out itself
1: yeah I definitely uh, I definitely can look back and see where you should do your market research Um, not only just as in the market of your competitors and what is already here but even getting more feedback of like what the community around you really wants Um, because i as cookville grows and you have so many different people coming into the area i mean moving from the north from the east from the west you know from southern states moving into the area and it's bringing in so many different cultures and they want things that they had back home and so for me that's exactly what this was i i wanted something that i cherished from back home and i think everybody does but you can't listen to a small kind of group of the population because you know, a handful of people might be cheering you on saying, oh, I love popcorn. I would love to have a popcorn place. Okay, but are those five people going to buy popcorn from you every single week? Well, and enough to keep your business afloat. Exactly, exactly.
0: Yeah, so um, where have you found some support, whether it's in your business or emotional support for you personally? Where have you found support throughout this journey?
1: For me, it's definitely been my family. I mean, both family that's here locally and family back home who are crazy excited about what I'm doing and wish I would move back home and open one there. (laughs) So um, definitely support from them. Insight. I mean, prayers, encouragement. You know, when I when I feel down about something, they're definitely the ones who are lifting me up and saying, we're so proud of you for doing this. And, you know, you can't, you can't weigh so heavily every little success and every little failure. You're, you're going to have successes and you're going to have failures. So I think they're just there to help, just help remind me of that. Yeah.
0: Did you receive any advice early on that really stuck out and that you just felt was truly helpful either, Sound business advice or you know, cheerleader advice, but specific advice that you received?
1: Um, I don't know that there was any specific advice. I I probably had uh, a few wise old souls trying to talk me out of opening my own business. Um, and but you know, obviously, I didn't listen to them, but I, but I. I still respected their insight, you know, and so I took that into consideration when making decisions, Um, even in little ways like we there was so much more we wanted to do with the store when we first opened. But the reality of how much money I had to invest in it, I had to pull back. And so since we were taking this risk, it's, you know, kind of finding that happy medium of. Okay, these are all the things that I'd love to do with this business and love to accomplish. But here's the reality of of my investment, of my financial investment. And so let's scale back and and maybe start small and then hopefully just grow over time.
0: Yeah. What do you think that other women that are starting out a business, what do you think? What advice could you offer them?
1: I I think really the number one thing for me, because this maybe depends on the business, too. Um, But I think I would have rather gone into this with a partner, you know, having a partnership and not kind of carrying the load of every detail of running a business on my own shoulders. Do you feel like you're
0: on an island sometimes? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think uh, finding that community of other people kind of, in even if they're not your business partner, but in that situation can make it feel sometimes like you're not such... So on an island yourself. Yeah. Finding a community. Um, Tell me about a challenge that you faced as a founder or an entrepreneur.
1: A challenge that I faced? A challenge.
0: Ooh. Maybe a time where you felt like you were just spinning your wheels or you were
1: kind of fighting an uphill battle. Well, probably two that come to mind is uh, it, it was initially getting started. You know, I had a timeline. We had an agenda to be open. The reason we opened December 9th was that was the day of the Christmas parade. And so instead of doing a grand opening, we figured what better day to open than on the, on the Christmas parade. You know, the parade ends right where our store is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I so I'm very glad we did that. But I had an agenda. It does not mean the people that you hire to update your plumbing or your electrical or painting or it doesn't mean that they are on the same agenda. So, um, you know, on one hand, that's why I am very independent. Anything that I can do on my own, I prefer to do on my own and not, you know, in that sense, not have to rely on other people. So I think the challenge of getting started, needing to rely on other people and just, kind of getting through that. Um, But once we were open, really, I think the only obstacle I've had is finding a really good media outlet for advertising. What is the best way and the best message to reach our community around us? Well, and that's
0: interesting. Again, that's one of those aspects of business. You, you, you seem like you have the financial aspects kind of put together because of your business background. You have this passion for the suites and and what aesthetically it will look like. But the marketing component is just not something that it, it has been on the forefront for you. And so that's something you've kind of struggled with. Right. How have you what have you done to try and help out that situation for yourself?
1: Well, and it's, and admittedly, it's not my forte either, you know? So this is where maybe having a partner who does have a marketing background or insights. um, I think this is where the biz foundry has been, you know, definitely an asset. I mean, I've reached out not only to you, but other women that are involved in the biz foundry just for insight and what did they do? Um, I know certain radio stations in town have been very helpful um, even helpful when it wasn't to their benefit, you know, even when it wasn't me advertising on the radio, but just brainstorming, hey, what are other ways to get the message out? And, you know, people people help. I mean, ask. Just get That's, yourself out there and ask.
0: It's such a hard thing, I think, as entrepreneurs sometimes to take that second and say, okay, if I just ask, someone will have an answer for me. Right. Yeah. It, but we we think we have to do it all ourselves, especially as women. We think... It's all on our shoulders, especially, you know, you're running a business by yourself. Right. And then, but there are other resources out there. Yeah. Oh, for sure. They're just, just get out there and ask, you yeah. know. Once again, I'm Tiffany. You're listening to Powered by Her and the Henson Oakley Podcast Center. I have Sarah Olson with Pops and Gumdrops on today. What are some words of encouragement that you have for somebody, someone out there going through um, kind of the first year struggles or or successes that you've had?
1: Well, I would definitely say, you know, don't isolate yourself. And it's hard because you, especially when you have a retail storefront, you live there and you can't lock your doors and leave, you know. Um, So, but figuring out a way to connect with other entrepreneurs. um, I know we our first year, we had no clue what to anticipate. We didn't know what our season was going to be. And I, I don't know that even after a year, we do know for sure what our season is. But putting yourself out there and talking to other entrepreneurs and hearing back from them, you know, I talk to a lot of my neighbors that are restaurants, especially food industry, you know, talking to other people that are food in, food industry related storefronts, but even your boutiques, and they're going to tell you, you know, the week of 4th of July, you might as well close your doors and go enjoy a family vacation because nobody, nobody's out, you know, everybody's with their families doing something. And so I think just learning kind of the climate of the culture of when people spend, how they spend, um, and, and, and knowing that you're, if you're having a week struggling, more than likely so is your neighbor. And sometimes hearing from them because we internalize it. We think I'm failing, mm-hmm. you know, I'm failing or my store is failing or this was a horrible idea. And we tell ourselves these horrible things when in reality, you know, the neighbors on either side of you are feeling that same pain. Um, so it's not personal. Right. I think as women, we it's
0: hard for us to, to remember everybody's in the same boat sometimes. Right. And so it's not just me, it's not you're not an island. <laughs> yeah. There's there's other people around. So what when will you have you or when will you know if you've made it?
1: Well, everybody tells me three years. 3 years. I mean, if if we're still in business after 3 years, you know, that's uh probably a good sign. Um certainly if you're making a profit. Yeah. Um I don't I don't know other than that. For me personally, I would love to see the store expand in some capacity. I mean, I don't necessarily have an agenda. I have ideas of how I'd love to see it expand. I don't personally have an agenda, but we we very much care about kind of this this nostalgic feeling having a place to escape. And and quality customer service and family time and if we can recreate that in you know other historic downtowns, I feel like that's what we would love to accomplish. We don't ever want to be something that you find like in a strip mall. That's not. That's just not my vision for pops and gumdrops. for pops and gumdrops. Yeah.
0: Um. So you kind of mentioned going forward alluding to maybe franchising or, you know, having another, a second location. What are some other plans, if you care to share, Sure. Of, of the direction that you see this going?
1: Well, we'd love to get more involved in kind of the party planning side of things. Um, initially, we had looked at a space where we could have had a party room and that fell through. Um, so I think a long-term goal would be either off-site party planning or moving into a building that would accommodate having a party room because we definitely want to get into that side of it. Um, We also have talked about uh, the, the kind of the canned ham, you know, the old fashioned uh, tin can RVs and, and turning them into little food trucks Mm. and maybe not food trucks in the traditional sense, but even just for rentals or for same thing for parties
0: So awesome. Um, Tell me about any mentoring that you've had, anybody that's kind of helped you throughout the past couple of years, even in the planning phases, who, who or what um, has kind of helped you steer you in the right direction? We saw you mentioned family before, but Mm -hmm. other than family, are there other
1: people that have helped you out? So I'd say the bulk of this was just my own investigating. It was my own research. Google? Um, Yeah, yeah, I I actually, I did reach out to uh, a man in Texas who offers, he he runs several popcorn shops and he offers uh, services for a fee to help you get started. And uh, it wasn't, I felt like I was getting the information that I wanted without having to add that additional fee to my startup cost. So I refrained from from going that route um but I I was able to go through um the Biz Foundry Business in a Box I'm not sure if you're still calling it Business in a Box but I went through that process and and so I had already gone into it with a pretty good plan you know and a, a lot of my ideas have, had already been formulated but it was a place for me to actually say the ideas out loud and get feedback. And so I do think that that helped um, shape some of my ideas and it helped me like hone in very specifically on some of the plans. What
0: made you, you've kind of
1: said you didn't maybe do as much of
0: the market research or whatnot. What made you just jump? What, what got What was it within you that just said, let's do this, let's start this?
1: Well, a lot of it was kind of the perfect space became available. Um, The corner of Cedar and Broad, which you can't be more visible on the west side. I mean, that is just you see it from every corner. So the perfect space had become available. I had been looking for a space since April. So what is that? Nine months? Yeah. Nine months I'd been looking for a space. So this was already, you know, the wheels were already spinning. I just I had a very specific look in mind. I was very picky about where I wanted to be and once it became available, so that was really the the motivating factor.
0: So you're still kind of early on in your endeavor. You're not really sure yet if you've made it. right? Um, what would you say right now is your secret ingredient? I like this asking this question when it comes to food people, because I think it's kind of, uh, you know, tongue in cheek. Right. Um, so what is your secret ingredient to pops and Drops
1: being a successful business? Well, I think it's twofold. I think we, we genuinely, we don't, cut corners when it comes to ingredients. I mean, we use top quality ingredients. So we are truly making, you know, quality treats, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But I think part of it too, is anybody that comes into the store, if you actually make it into the store, I build relationships with people. Um, I get to know my customers, you know, and I think that that's, people come back for that alone sometimes. You know, I have a gentleman who frequents the store and after the second time coming in, I knew that he didn't take whipped cream on his milkshakes and he was, he was blown away by that. You know, he was blown away by the fact that not only did I remember him, even though he'd only been in one time before, but I also remembered that he did not like whipped cream on his milkshakes. Well, and you're there 90% of the time, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So
0: I need a cot in the back room, you know? When you get your second location, you'll you'll design that bed space <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm Tiffany. You're listening to Powered by Her in the Henson Oakley Podcast Center. I have Sarah Olson on today. Is there any last um, piece of advice, any wise wisdom that you want to impart on other female entrepreneurs or just entrepreneurs in general? Uh,
1: really, I think my my only words of wisdom is to go for it. You know, I mean, even if you fail, is it really the worst thing in the world? And what have you learned from going through the process? And sometimes it takes failure to kind of perfect your brand. So maybe you failed uh, at, at this endeavor specifically, but you learned how to make it better for the next endeavor. So I think my my two cents advice is always to go for it. Go for it.
0: Sarah Olson, go for it. Thank you so much for joining us today, Sarah. I'm Tiffany Anton. You're listening to Powered by Her in the Henson Oakley Podcast Center.